Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. As usual, Oz here, back in the bunker, back in the totally fucking sealed off, uh, antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral fucking locale. Um, all by myself, too. All by myself. One of those regular episodes. So, yeah, it's just me today with you behind the microphone. And you know, you know, after a fucking match like this, like the fucking Quakes just had, I had to do an episode. Um, yeah, now that the tournament's up, I'm back in the studio, um, you know, Lysol in, putting masks, everything, uh, coming in solo, you know, just trying to be safe as possible. But we got to talk about these Quakes. We got to talk about this MLS. Obviously, Quakes, are the, of course, they brought the excitement to the fucking tournament that was kind of it's kind of difficult you know you're playing out there no people there's a orlando so it's hot humid matches haven't been you know people are out of shape it hasn't been that exciting and then the quakes play vancouver and shit got exciting but anyway yeah let's get get right into that let's get right fucking into that you gotta waste no time you gotta wait i mean I guess we all have time to just sit there. I could drag this episode on for another hour all by myself, but I won't. I'm not that funny. I wish I was that funny. I guess if I, you know, a uh, big shout out to Johnny Drum Whiskey. Johnny Drum, uh, or I guess it's Kentucky Bourbon. Let's have some respect. Have some respect for that Kentucky Bourbon, which is what it means. A man at a corner, some shit. Um, but anyway. Johnny Drum Kentucky Bourbon. That's that's the drink of the night. Um dude. Man, uh, I don't know. How do how do I start how exciting this this fucking was? Like it's as exciting as a, again an empty fucking stadium match can can get. The Quakes come out and they're playing their style. If it was so interesting um, who was it? Was it Ramses? What is it? Ramses something and and his partner, the 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 guys that called it in English on Twitter. It was just so interesting to to just then be perplexed. I mean, and they're familiar with the Quakes at this point. You know, they they were familiar with Almeida and they're familiar with the Quakes. It's not like they're complete. It's completely foreign to them. But it's interesting watching or listening to people talk about a team that you follow week in and week out. And especially a team like the Quakes that plays such a their own style. I mean, they're gonna come at you at a hundred percent. If you have the if you have the fucking ball, and they're on defense, they're not gonna leave you alone. Somebody's gonna be chasing you. If they're playing the well, if they're playing the their way. If you if you're watching the Quakes and they're not doing this, you're like Oz is a fucking liar. The Quakes are not. They're not playing their fucking style. Uh, but usually, if they're on defense, they're chasing your ass. They're chasing whoever has the ball. Some player has him, you know, so, you know, whoever it may be, they know what player they have on the on the field at any given time. So when he, that guy has the ball, the Quakes player is chasing him down, trying to take that shit. So, yeah, that, that's, that's what they're going to do. 
that's what they're gonna do when uh people are like what the fuck that's that's so unorthodox they're, it's gonna cost them it's like yeah the quakes are a high pressure team that are open to the counterattack. whoa whoopty fucking do the big i mean come on i don't you don't have to be a psychic to see that that that's that's what it is that's what it is that it it's so funny. People are like, oh, how, well, the Quakes are going to get figured out. They're going to get figured out. How do, how do you figure out one-on-one fucking mat, like matchups? That That's what the Quakes do. That's what they tr- or at least try to do. They try to set up 11 one-on-one matchups. Yes, they do play as a team, obviously. Um, but especially when they're on defense, it's just, it's a bunch of, it's 11 one-on-one matchups. And the best player wins. Best player wins, and and that's how it is, and, that, and that, that's how they play, and that's exactly how they come out played against Vancouver. Vancouver, it was their first, their first game of the tournament. I don't know what the, I mean, everything's so crazy. I'm just happy that I'm just happy that there's fucking MLS back. I mean, I love, of course, I love soccer out of the other leagues, but dude, this is MLS podcast. I love MLS. It's the fucking league I follow. That's the I'm I'm at this MLS stadium. Well, when we're not in a global pandemic, I'm usually at an MLS stadium every fucking match day. It's it's the shit. It's the shit. I love this league, and it's fucking exciting. And teams like the Quakes are fucking exciting, and they made it exciting, dude. That went down to nothing. Gave up a goal in the seventh minute. Then. Gave up another goal in the 22nd. I mean, shit, gave up is, I guess gave up. I literally gave up, like, for free. Uh, it sucks watching, you're watching the fucking game, and, and you're like, the angles aren't, they're not zoomed out that much, so you're like, fuck, okay, there's somebody else there. There's another defender. I'm talking about the goal in the 22nd minute. That ended up being a Judson own goal. I mean, come on. Oh, that wasn't going to go in. Yeah, Judson was fucking fast then he got there, but... Um. Yeah, that's a typical. Well, that wasn't typical. That was that was a bad giveaway. I mean, the, the Quakes chasing a player—that's nothing new. But Quakes chasing a player with absolutely no defender in front of them—that's just outrageous. So after that, after the twenty-second minute, the Quakes are down two to nothing. So of course I'm sitting there thinking like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be a great comeback. <laughs> I'd sit there with full fucking confidence, man. How why would I not? Um I mean you're just sitting there, you're like, fuck, if you can get one, if you can get one before the half, you're fucking you're golden. You're golden. It's the Quakes. The Quakes can can really score in bunches. Yeah, they don't have a specific threat, they don't have that one guy. That, I mean, other than Wando, I guess, but he's old. But they don't have that that big offensive scoring threat. But they can score. They can score in bunches. They they can they can press you. They can knock you off your game, and they can put you on your heels. And they could and they could put you know three in the back of the net in twenty minutes. This is that's just a, how they're designed. On the flip side, they could also give up three in, in twenty minutes just as easily, the way they play. And what we've all seen, what happens with you know when, when you come across a team with great fucking individual players like LAFC, bad things happen. But 
we'll we'll relive those nightmares later. But anyway, right before the half, right before the half, corner Christian Espinoza as usual taking it. Fucking Andy Rios, who's Andy Rios sticks his leg out. I mean, he obviously did it on purpose. Nice, beautiful fucking little flick in. Two to one right before the half. Got the quakes back in it. But I, I'm looking at my notes up here, and I have, I have a, a bullet here. Can Andy Rios figure it out? And this is is interesting that I because, well, he scored. It's so weird. You know, the guy that scored, the guy that brought the team back, that you know, that gave him hope before halftime. That started the. the I think he started all. You know, even the first two matches as well. So I think he started all four. For the Quakes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He's had a couple of those spectacular, you know, flicks. But he hasn't shown much. And I'm really not ready to give up on him. I know it's easy to, especially people that know his history and all that. Like, he's never really been that dangerous of of a threat. But as... I was thinking about it and you know I was looking at that and I was ready to to kind of be like oh no Andy Rios you're on the hot seat bro like I mean he still is you are, everybody's on the hot seat every fucking every match I made that will fucking bench you and put somebody else in no problem he has no he doesn't care could be Jackson Yule could be Nick Lima could be Tommy Thompson nobody's nobody's immune um but anyway and, and, you know I was thinking about Andrew Rios and whether he could quote figure it out, and I re- I was reminded of of Judson, dude. I remember last season when Judson first came in. Was it last season or season before? I mean, I mean anyway, I'm talking about last season with, my, with Almeida. But so his first season with Almeida, Judson comes in, Brazilian, you know, defensive mid. You're like, cool. He he. He should immediately make a difference. And he could not fucking figure it out. He could not figure... I remember remember questioning Almeida. I remember sitting at Earthquake Stadium, questioning Almeida, like, why why do you continually put Judson out there? You, you, You already... You're already, you know, kind of behind the eight ball as it is, coming off the team's worst season ever. And you're putting this player in here who can't figure it the fuck out. Who just can't put himself in the right position. Who constantly makes mistakes. Gives up goal opportunities. But you, yet you keep him out there. What the fuck? And um, sometime around, I think, May. I don't know what it was. Uh, and, and I don't know if if I'm... Maybe I'm seeing this incorrectly, but as far as I can remember, so this is around May. Judson kind of either he jailed with the system or he figured something out. Something happened. And then Judson all of a sudden became this this wall. You know, this this defensive, you know, defensive weapon. You could he just clogged up that middle. Him and Jackson Ewell just became such a, a really good pair in front of the defense and and Judson would fuck dude he would he would make these tackles that were just 
they were bought. I remember, um, dude, Muma was the last guy I think that had the fucking balls to do shit like that. But again, to take some of these tackles, Jujutin is so fucking fast, and then he just makes these tackles, and you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? And he ends up just somehow just only getting the ball, disrupting the whole fucking attack. And by the end of the season, he's one of my favorite players. He, I'm just like, we. he needs to come back. This guy needs to be signed permanently. And so anyway, so A, Jutson's the shit. And B, also, again, Andy Rios... I, again, I'm not ready to 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 make a judgment. Even I guess I can, you know, I can say, dude, all right, whatever. This Andy Rios experiment is not working, but I'm not seeing what Almeida's seen. And all of a sudden, Andy Rios got 22 goals in the season. And I'll stop for everybody to to laugh. <laughs> I'll give everybody a chance to be like, that. this fool's smoking some good weed today. Um, no, I think it's that Johnny Drum. But but basically, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on Almeida's ability to coach people up in how he's turned Tommy Thompson into a very, very decent, that sounds stupid, but into a decent right back. From Tommy Thompson, dude, from fucking center. I don't think if he was uh, center attacking. Anyway, he was, again, if you go back a year, Tommy Thompson, of course, was a, you know, when he was younger coming up, he was an offensive-minded player. Almeida puts him in right back. People are like, what the fuck's going on? Tommy gets on the TV on, like, uh, NBC Sports or some shit. And he's like, we're going to figure it out. And he was actually talking about himself as well. You can tell because he figured it the fuck out. The team figured it out. They went on a great run. Um, but, yeah, so I believe in Almeida in his ability to to see, uh, uh, you know, what players can bring to his squad and have his ability, trust his ability to coach them up into, you know, so they become good members of his squad and like I say I like what he did with Tommy Thompson I I, I don't know if, how much credit you could give to him for Judson, Judson was pro- already probably very very good player uh, when he came into this league but Judson fit perfectly and Almeida somehow made him fit perfectly into his system with this current roster anyway Judson, go buy his jersey he's just shit <laughs> and dude and so yeah so basically getting back to my original point this to me that this was a pretty typical quakes game dude 30 shots uh 67 percent possession or six yeah 68 percent percent 68 percent possession 22 corners 22 fucking corners apparently as an mls record 523 passes 89 percent you know packing passing accuracy 37 crosses i know numbers are don't tell much of the story especially in soccer but those are very typical quakes numbers they they 
are very aggressive. They're going to shoot a lot. I think they broke the record of shots last year. They broke the record of corners, which, hey, shout out to the fucking, to Vancouver's defense. They're just standing there fucking deflecting balls away. Um, So shout out to those dudes that are fucking sore as fuck probably today. Um, and you could tell Vancouver, as much as this was a typical Quakes game and well, I mean, two to nothing and then three to one losing that. That's not that typical. Uh, I don't know. That's actually kind of typical, <laughs> but uh, and, uh, anyway, it was, it was, you know, Vancouver, obviously, like I just, like I mentioned earlier, it was their first match of the tournament. Had been like a hundred something days, they said, since the last fucking match. A lot of these teams couldn't really practice together until like a month ago or something like that. Not really that long ago. They were gassed. They were gassed. And a team that comes, that doesn't, that can't keep up physically, if they don't have the stamina to keep up with the Quakes, doesn't matter how good that team is that the quakes can can beat them. And I'm thinking of I think that they played I mean it was a union. They played Philadelphia Union last season. I think it might have even win a Wednesday game or a Saturday game, but Philly played on Wednesday. Anyway, Philly was coming in number 2 in the East looking like MLS uh cup contenders. They're just mowing through everybody. The Quakes are fucking languishing and but but Philly came just came exhausted. I don't know if they, you know, if it was that the two matches in a week or or what it was, but the Quakes I think the, the Quakes, you know, beat them like four to one or some shit like that. It was it was fucking it was an amazing fucking thing. But basically what I'm trying to get at is the if the way the Quakes play if they're able to impose their playing style on a team and that team doesn't have at least the fitness to keep up with the Quakes, the Quakes are going to win most of those matches, according to me. <laughs> um, and I think that's what they did with, with Vancouver. Granted, yeah, dude, Chase Salinas, magic, magic in the last couple minutes. Wando, of course... Of course, Wando's going to get in on that. Um, but, dude, I don't know. It, it was a... It, not, I'm not making any excuses for Vancouver. Win's a win, dude. The Quakes got the three points. So, with those three points, that puts them at the top of Group B in this MLS is back tournament with four points. Right behind them is Chicago, who beat Seattle. And so they're they're sitting right below them with three points. And then at the, the you know third and fourth, Seattle with a point, Vancouver zero points. Again, that was their first match. Chicago also only with one match. So that win against Seattle put them in a really good position. The Quakes play Chicago actually. That's their that's their next match. This coming up Sunday at five p.m. If the Quakes win. They obviously move forward if they if they draw. They are actually also yeah they'll, they'll move forward if if they draw with Chicago, they'll end up at five points. And even if Seattle uh, beats Vancouver, Seattle will only be at four. 
So they'll have to get one of the third place spots if they're lucky. Uh, if the Quakes lose, Chicago's definitely going up there. And depending on what happens in Seattle, Vancouver, they could also still end up in second place and move on or end up in third place. And then they're the team hoping that they're one of the, I think, three teams. Let's see. The, the four four highest third ranked third place team. So yeah, the four points gives them a pretty good chance. I don't know. Basically the, the Quakes are looking good to move on in this tournament, which fuck is something that uh, kind of really, of course I believe in this team, man. I love this team, but that it was such a Quakes. It's so weird. Cause I, I know people around the country would be, like, Oh, it's such a Quakes game in like a condescending way of like, oh, this wacky fucking team that just runs around and and just shoots like crazy. But it's like, but there's a method to the madness. It, it all, that's all by design. And Almeida allows his players to be creative and to have fun. That fucking, that Shea Salinas match winner, come, come on, most, most fucking managers are not going to want somebody to go take on a fucking a whole midfield and defense. They're going to say, fucking dude, it's the, we're, we're, you know, we got to draw. We, we can't, you know, let's not be aggressive. Let's, you know, wait. But Almeida allows his players to be creative and to have fun. So Shay, I believe Shay, you know, felt that he had the freedom to have that because and also he trusts his teammates enough he realizes okay if they take the ball from me and start going the other way i'm out of the play well and it's jay salinas he's fucking fast so he can get back in it but i mean let's just say he gets knocked out of the play he he trusts the other 10 people on you know behind him to clean up his mess essentially so so yeah so this isn't Obviously, it's it's easy to to compare them to the to the Goonie times. You know, it's easy to go back to that because it's it's it was a very late game winner. But back in those Goonie times, there there really was no method to the madness. It was just pure chaos. <laughs> it was fucking fun, man. It was fun. I mean, but winning is way funner. Don't get, you know, um, so, so yeah. So, so to the people that don't watch the quakes very much or very often, it might look like this, like, uh, you know, but, uh, like nine year olds, you know, everybody just chasing the ball and everybody trying to shoot and score. But I, I assure you, if you watch this team more and more often, you realize that there this is a very calculated and yeah very calculated moves and 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 deliberate actions by the players and by the the coaching staff and sometimes it works and when it does you get things like this you know you are able to come back from two goal deficits twice in one match to end up winning it and putting yourself dude if the quakes I'm obviously getting way too ahead of myself, but a fucking Champions League spot is on the line. 
Okay. The the Quakes are not gonna get a Champion League spot soon through um, regular league play. That, that that spot is fucking valuable. The Quakes, you know, they struggle in the U.S. Open Cup. This is an excellent opportunity to take advantage of a situation. It's unfortunate, but two teams are already out of it. That sucks because now, you know, for things beyond their means, they don't have the ability to to play for a, a Champions League spot. But that's what's on the line. And as I say that, I'm like, I didn't double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the that's one of the the prizes is that the winner gets the Champions League spot. But that's that's an excellent opportunity for the Quakes to really, really push themselves against you know better better teams. And and they have a great opportunity. It all starts on Sunday, man. All starts on Sunday. Against Chicago. Chicago beat Seattle. So. Chicago's like. We don't give a fuck. That was our first match. We're here to fucking play. We're here to play. The Quakes will be on, on their, their third match. Oh and then. Oh dude. My math is terrible. Anyway. That was fucking, that was such a great game. And that was such a typical Quakes game. And I love it. I hope a lot more people got to see that. That's the Quakes, man. The Quakes are fucking fun. I've mentioned it before on the show. Uh, I mentioned it when I, uh, in my writing and my articles. The Quakes, the Quakes are, are just fun. They're just fun to watch. Uh, the, they do, again, it is an unorthodox style in comparison to everything else that most, or what the rest of the league does. But it, it's fun. It's fun. If you like exciting soccer, dude, if, you, if you're not even a Quakes fan, again, when it goes wrong for them, the other team gets a lot of opportunities to score. And it just makes for a really entertaining match. The fucking players are sure are exhausted, but... It's cool. I, I I highly recommend anybody if you just listen to this podcast, watch watch a match. There's three matches a day right now for uh, this MLS's back tournament. Like I was saying, the Quakes' next match is Sunday at five against Chicago. If they win, I still stand by my math. <laughs> If they win, obviously, it puts them in a very excellent... I mean, they move on. If they draw, I still think they move on. I'll, I'll rework my math, but I still think I'm right. Um, at FWH Podcast on Instagram, let me know if you figured out the math. Tell me what, what actually is right. Uh, so, But yeah, I, I like I said, I invite everybody to watch it. A lot of the matches are on over-the-air TV. If not, you could stream them. This last one was on Twitter. That that was the shit. And, yeah, dude, and the, the Quakes, they got some momentum. They got some momentum. They, they came back. Uh, they're feeling themselves. If, if You know, we'll see what they could do against Chicago. 
Chicago, like I said, beat Seattle, which is not going to be an easy one, but we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So anyway, I'll leave you all with that. Like I said, Sunday, 5 p.m., tune in. It's on, uh, like, UDN or something. There you there in it. It's on FS1, yeah. FS1 and Univision Deportes, which I think that's what TUDN is, right? Univision Deportes. Um, Columbus Red Bulls just started, so I'm a, I'm a, actually, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Columbus, New York Red Bulls just started. Quakes play this Sunday. If they win, they're moving on or have a very good shot. I'm not good at math. See y'all next week. Go Quakes. Peace out.